0: It is Wednesday, November 29th, 2023. This is another off-season edition of Baseball Today. That is my man Trevor Blue. I am Chris Rose. Producer Dan along for the ride as well. That's a nifty little thing you're wearing. Is that is that something new or something that's just been hidden in the closet? This sweatshirt? Yeah.
1: Uh it's like it's new. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Thanks, somebody, bro. Appreciate did Somebody
0: that. that loves you get that or did you do your I, own I, shopping?
1: I bought it myself, as you know. I have a few trips coming up, and I was, you yes, know, doing you do. some shopping. Saw this, picked it up. I appreciate you noticing. Thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, the question was, did did you get it or did somebody that loves you get it? And the answer should have been both.
1: I love myself. You Most do. days, I do love myself. You know, there are a hey, few days where I'm like, hey, I question you, bro. What's your intention?
0: Now, listen, we talk about this all the time. You can't if you don't love yourself, you can't love others. So that's yes. a nice thing for you. Let's start off with this, though. And Yankee fans are going to love it. You know, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic came out with a report this week that said it's not a question of if Juan Soto gets traded, but to which team. And then Andy Martino of SNY actually attached some names saying that the Yankees and Padres have gotten so far down the line that they're exchanging names like Jason Dominguez, Anthony Volpe, maybe Michael King or Clark Schmidt. Do you think that it's all but done that Soto will not be a padre and most likely a yankee
1: it sure sounds like it's uh he won't be a Padre. now the yankee thing uh also you know if i was a betting man i would put my money on the yankees landing him it's 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 fits what they need um and i think that they are i don't want to say desperate i think the yankees they desperately need a guy like juan soto to come help Aaron judge there. So I think that it does make sense in a lot of different ways. And, you know, with with Juan Soto only having one year of control, you got to have a team that uh, wants him there, like long-term, long-term and can feels like they have a chance to lock him up. Cause you don't trade for this guy right now and, uh, and give up what you're going to have to give up. Cause they did mention some names. You mentioned, you know, like a a Jason Dominguez and a Volpe and, and some of the young pitchers. Um, if you go get him, you got to try to lock him. Up. I think the Yankees um, are looking to do that as well. So I, I think it makes sense. I do think it's going. I think he's going to get traded. And I, like I said, if I had to make a guess or make a bet, I, I would put it on the Yankees. And I hope this gets done. I really, really do. I think, I think a guy, and this is going to piss some people off for sure. Like you mentioned, anytime you talk about the Yankees, it makes people mad. I do think having a guy like Juan Soto, like a generational talent, like in a big market like uh, the Yankees who like are on on this kind of like, hey, we need to make a decision of where we're going with our organization, bringing him in, sets the sights towards back being the freaking Yankees. I like that. Mm -hmm. So I want it to happen, and I think it will
0: happen. I agree. I think it is going to happen. And I was trying to, before Martino started attaching some names, our original question was going to be, where do you think he lands? And I, I can't find a spot other than the Yankees, to be honest with you. I kicked around the idea of maybe the Blue Jays or something, uh, possibly the Cubs, but I just don't, I I can't find anywhere else where it totally makes sense. Now, if you start doing this deal and you hear names like Volpe and King and Dominguez being mentioned, it's not going to be all those guys. It would be some package because really what you have to do is spin it back to the Mookie Betts trade from Boston to L.A. It's exactly the same sort of situation, although Betts was maybe even a little more decorated, right? Because in one World Series, he had won an MVP, although Juan Soto is the sort of player that we just haven't seen since Ted Williams in a lot of measurables. Um, but, you know, we're talking about Alex Verdugo, who was then a 23-year-old outfielder, who had basically become an everyday player for the Dodgers, had basically an 820 OPS in the last season that he played with L.A. Uh, Jeter Downs, who never ended up making it. Uh, And then Connor Wong, who has become a big part of the catching mix up there in Boston. So if you're looking at something that we have seen recently, it becomes that. uh, Guys that contribute right now, and that would be a Dominguez or obviously a Volpe, and then maybe somewhere down the road, although the Padres are going to want a pitcher out of this too.
1: Yeah, they're going to want a pitcher. And then I, I talked to Jake about this a little bit. He said he thinks anybody but Dominguez he would do. And that he says that the thought process would be, yeah, the thought process for him is he'd like to pair Dominguez, Soto, Judge up all together and have yeah. that kind of like that threat right there. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in on this whole thing. I think it's gonna happen for sure.
0: I think it is too. Do you think it happens next week at the winter meetings?
1: Why wait? Why wait? Right.
0: I mean, that is the time where you have a chance to have a little shine in the off season. It's one thing that has always bothered me, and I'm, pardon me for a second while I get up on my soapbox, but I think that I know that these 30 general managers and decision-makers are there to improve their team, but I have always said baseball should shut down for two weeks during the holidays, put a little bit of pressure to get stuff done in early December, and certainly at a time when everybody's together. It's great for the sport. Like in 2019, we had announcement after announcement. I think it was in San Diego where Garrett Cole, he gets more than 300 million from the Yankees. And then Steven Strasberg ends up staying in DC for 245, but Anthony Rendon ends up leaving for Anaheim for 245. Like that was fun stuff. Huge names in the sports, like seismic shifts in, in talent changes. That is fun. It is huge. It's important for our sport and then the brand. Let's not be like, well, I'm going to hold on to my project a little bit longer and see what I can do in it. Stop it. I challenge you, people. Get out there. Let's go. It's game time. Let's continue on Rumorville. John Paul Morosi tweeted that the Giants are prioritizing Shohei Otani or Yoshinobu Yamamoto above all other options this offseason. Is it a failed offseason if the Giants do not land one of those two
1: stars? I will say... No, it's not a failed off season. If they don't land one of those two guys, it would be a failed off season. If they went in to next season as currently constructed or better, like a better way to word it for me is if they're looking up at four teams ahead of them in the West, like if it's a failed off season to me, if they don't like, you don't have to get Shohei or Yamamoto. It's it's tough to get those guys. That's The cream of the crop in the free agency class, it's very tough to have those guys sign with your organization. Everything has to line up. But, you know, there's other guys available and it doesn't have to be free agents. It can be trades. So, like, they have to improve the roster because as long as you are looking up at, well, the Dodgers, I feel like you can look up at the Dodgers. That's fine. Like, as long as you're, like, close to the top of the division and you're competing with the Dodgers, then it's fine like your organization is where it, it should be but if now the diamondbacks have left you and the padres like they have the roster and that's they've left you as well like i know last year was bad for them but i would still put the padres in front of the giants this year if you're looking up at three teams in your division it's a failed off season so that's kind of where i'm at with it. it doesn't have to be shohei and yamamoto i don't think it's failed if they don't get those guys but if they go into the season and they're still like dang like there's three teams better than us that's a failed off season.
0: The answer is yes. It's a failed off season. Six of the last seven seasons, non-winning records for this franchise. I asked it during the regular season. I will ask it now. What are they? What is their brand? What do you? Why are you going to see the San Francisco Giants? Are we the young up-and-comers? Definitely not. It's a beautiful are park. The, that's the thing. Here, come look at our ballpark. That is not a good place to be. It's to, Is it come see the guy who grew up in the Bay Area and used to play for us and Bob Melvin? Because that's not going to do it either. And I love Bowmel. But that's not a selling point. Like, come on. Why would you go see the San Francisco Giants right now? When they were winning championships, they had Buster Posey. Now, Buster wasn't the most energetic guy around, but he was as dependable a star player as there was. He was just the glue. And you came to see their fun pitching, right? The Freak, Matt Kane, Mad Bum started to develop. Brian Wilson out of the bullpen. Sergio Romo was another guy. Like, they had, and then Hunter Pence when he got traded there. It was fun. It was jumping. And they weren't, like, the most talented team, even when they were winning three times in a five-year span. But there was something with them every time. And this is not a shot at the guys that are there right now, but what are they? They need something to hang their hat on.
1: Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I, I They have some of those pieces, Chris. I mean, like Camilo Duvall is, you know, like if you watch him, like he could be the Brian Wilson or the Sergio Romo, uh, but they just have to win. You mentioned six of seven years. Uh, that's the biggest thing is you got to win, and to win you got to, you gotta construct a better roster than they have right now. They do.
0: Yeah. It's just not good enough. And so that's why you need a star. Now, if they were to uh poach Blake Snell from San Diego, sure, that's something. But I'm really talking about like we've we've heard for years, ever since Bryce Harper was a free agent, that we're in on we're on the we're in on this guy. And to their credit, they were about to announce Carlos Correa as that dude. And it just didn't work out. And I don't, you know. I get it why they walked away from that one, from a 13-year deal or whatever it was about to be because of a questionable medical. Like, I get that. If you're making a long-term commitment like that, you need to be certain certain of it. So I get it. And I never thought Aaron Judge was going to be leaving for to be arson judge. I just never thought that. The Harper stuff, if you believe it, that they offered him a short-term deal, then that's shame on San Francisco for thinking that was ever going to work.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, Shohei and Yamamoto, those are quick fixes for you know what you're saying is what are you where's your direction those are quick fixes but I th- I think they can have a successful offseason if they don't get those guys but it's going to be harder and more work
0: yeah, well just think of this for a second if you put Shohei on that team how much better does that team look all of a sudden you're like hey the pieces aren't that bad
1: he makes any roster look like that. And not right. only does he make your um, roster um, better as is, I think he's a magnet to other good players that want to go play with Shohei Otani. Yeah. Like if I'm an organization, I do everything in my power to go get this guy. You're right. And you still might not get him.
0: All right. Let's move on. Another John Paul Morosi report that uh, two pitchers heading into the last year of their deals are drawing trade interest from a pair of National League Central clubs the Cubs and the Reds, Tyler Glass now and Shane Bieber. So one, both or neither end up being traded to one of these two teams.
1: You know, these are tough questions for me. I do think both these guys get traded. I think your guardians are going to trade. I think the Rays are going to trade. I think they operate similarly. And I think they're not going to be on those respective teams come next year. Now, if it's specifically to the Cubs and the Reds, I think I will say one, I think the Reds I think the Reds need it, and like I know we had that great month and a half of baseball in Cincinnati, and we have some young, promising pitchers, even some guys that came up that we really weren't talking about at the beginning of the year, like an Andrew Abbott. We were talking about Lodolo and Green, and how promising they can be. Uh, but what we saw was, look, we, sometimes you need like proven, proven MLB talent on your roster. You can project all you want, and you can say this guy's going to be this, this guy's going to be that, but you need to win games, and you need guys that have been there and done that both these guys kind of come with a little bit of uh you know glassnell has you know been injured Bieber's not coming off his best year uh but I think they're both guys that would step into this rotation and probably be the ace I don't know at least top two well like you can say Hunter Green yeah. is is the ace but I don't know I think these guys have a better track record than than Hunter at this time no offense I, I love a Hunter Green but um I think the Reds go out and Get one, or they should, in my opinion. They like they need to do that, and whether that's you know trading from a surplus of position players, whatever it is, like you need to go get a front of the line starter. I think no doubt about that. The Cubs, on the other hand, I think you know either of these guys would would work well on their team as well, but you know they're going to be preoccupied preoccupied with Shohei, and if that doesn't get figured out quickly, I think they might lose out on these guys because they're going somewhere. Huh. So to answer your question, I think, I think one goes there. And I think if I had to choose the Reds and if they had to pick one, I'm curious to see who you think they would pick. I think they might go Bieber.
0: Okay. Well, let's let's start with the guys and their respective clubs that they're on right now. Glasnow is a goner. I mean, he knows it. He's hanging out in Peru with his girl, just enjoying life and seeing some of the amazing sights that this world has to offer. I don't think it bothers him. I think he knows that it's coming Uh, I don't know personally because I haven't talked to him whether or not he would welcome it because he does love Tampa Bay. He loves the organization. He loves what they're about. And he has always said the number one thing that Tampa has never done to him is lie. Like they have been forthright Mm -hmm. when his name has been on the block, which has been many times in recent years. So I think he's a goner. Shane Bieber, I think, is a little tougher here because I don't it's it's a move that slipped under the radar, but they DFA'd. Cal Quantrill and then ended up trading him to Colorado. Now, you're talking about a franchise that has three really good young pitchers, okay? but they're still very young. Tristan McKenzie is a question mark. He still has something going on with his arm. He did come back to make a couple starts down the stretch, but it's a questionable arm. And then there aren't a lot of other veterans on that team that are innings eaters. So at the very least, Bieber, if he is healthy enough, and he had his share of arm issues as well last year, might be able to take care of those innings and still lead the top of that rotation until one of these guys, whether it's a Tanner Bybee or Gavin Williams, is ready to take that mantle. So I don't know if the Guardians are in position. The only way they are is if they're able to sign a guy like Michael Waka, who might have priced himself out of a place like Cleveland now with the performance he had in San Diego.
1: Yeah, but, B- but Bieber, is what's he going to make this year? 15 to 16. So I think that you think of well, we can go get something for Bieber now. And he's mm-hmm. gonna walk this year if we don't. So you go get him, then you reallocate that money to somebody like that. They're gonna eat your innings. I I think he's I think he's gone to. I mean, you do know your guardians better than I know your guardians, yeah. but in my mind, that's just kind of how they do operate. Uh they they think of, you know, kind of like the longer play. And the longer play would be to get to trade Bieber, get some return for him, allocate that money elsewhere.
0: It's just I, I agree with you. I think he's getting traded. I just I think they're going to roll the dice and hope that he stays healthy the first three months of the season.
1: Oh, and to keep him uh, interesting. Yeah, because but he was going to be traded. Let's remember when he went well, down. what happens if they're in contention and they're, you know, it's they like still, then you have to sell st- to your fan base, say, hey, we got to get rid of this guy as we're yes. sitting in first place in the AL Central. It's tough.
0: It is, a, it is a tough sell job, but it's one that I'm willing to help them do because I understand the business of where they are. I really do. I mean, part of the Quantrill deal was that they didn't want to pay him 6 or $7 million because they're not going to be getting this TV money coming up. They've got their Bally's issues now. So who knows where they sit with a 15 to $16 million Shane Bieber. As far as which team, I look at the Cubs, the back end, Asad and Wicks were interesting guys down the stretch last year. They combined for 17 starts. But do you want to go in this year with both those guys planned in your rotation? I don't think so. We know they're going to make a big swing for Otani, but I think Glass now there would be perfect. Perfect. I think he would be incredible, even though he only made 21 starts last year. The Reds had one pitcher that threw more than 120 innings, and that was Graham Ashcraft. One.
1: Sort of by not... design. Somewhat.
0: That uh, wasn't by design that Hunter Green and Nicola no. Dolo were going to get hurt.
1: They were supposed to take the next step, yeah. but
0: Right. So, you know, Andrew Abbott came up and pitched remarkably well. So, you know, they they've got guys it's the it's the biggest little word in sports if if they stay healthy, all four of those guys with Ashcraft thrown in there, all of a sudden you've got something interesting, but you need someone to lead. That's why I wanted like Sonny Gray to go back there. I thought it would have been a great fit. It didn't. So I think that Glass now goes now. I think Bieber, we're gonna hold off until the middle of next season. And I do think that Glass now ends up with the Cubs. That's my prediction. So there you go. All right. This is our final show before the winter meetings kick off in Nashville. Which team do you need to give a pep talk to right now and get them fired up?
1: Uh, So it's like not really like a fired up talk. This pep talk I'm going to give. It's going to be to the Milwaukee Brewers. Hmm. Uh, So I'm going to talk to them into trading more assets. Like, let's just go for it, guys. Like, we're trading away people. We're DFAing guys. Like, you get rid of Canna. You're 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 gonna look into trade Corbin Burns. Um Woodruff gets DFA'd. Um like let's just let's do it, guys. Like let's 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 strip it down. Because what what else are we doing here? Like you're you're gonna keep Devin Williams there for what? Like go oh. get max value for this guy. He'd fetch a pretty price right now. Here's like go way. do that. Go see if if you can get rid of take give Yelich to somebody else. You maybe have to eat some contract fine. But like, let's just do it guys. Like we're already like, you put one foot in the, in the cold tub and you're kind of like, okay, this doesn't feel great. Just dive in, dive in and get in there. The initial shock might be overwhelming, but I think in the long run, I think that's where we're headed anyway. So just do it. That's my pet taught the brewers. I, I, I think like, I know there's, are there's rumors they're, they're going to lock up like one of their top prospects. Um, right. and do all that. Well, like plan for that future. Because I, I I don't think Devin Williams is part of that future. So go with the shelf life that relievers typically have, like go, go get something for him. You've shown you've already done that before with Hader, like go do that. So it's not really a pep talk. It's more like a hey, keep going. Just a little nudge, nudge talk, if you will.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a good call by you. Um they also got rid of Rowdy Telez, who was kind of a, a favorite there over the last few years. So I mean, Peralta's
1: got two team options. So like he'd fetch a pretty price. I don't know if you want to do that, but like might as well.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you on this. Willie Adamas probably he hits the road too, I would imagine. So those are those are all good thoughts. But you know what? I'm not a tear-down Ploof. I am a builder. I love Brady and I love building Legos every year. We go shop for one during the holiday season. We like to build it up. Okay, so that's what we are. We are all about constructing. So I want you to listen to me loud and clear, Baltimore. You just gave your fans something special. Their first 100-win season since 1980, 43 years. We know you are a young, exciting club. We know that people are coming and trying to pick at some of those top prospects that are now major leaguers, and you got Jackson Holliday who's ready to knock on the door in 2024. But what do we need? We need to solidify our pitching staff a little more. I gave you the same pep talk at this time last year, and what'd you do? You got Kyle Gibson, which was a huge help, a leader in the clubhouse, but I'm talking about taking it to another level, right? You've got a nice rotation out there, right? Bradish and Kramer and Grayson Rodriguez. Let's go hammer it because, Trevor Plouffe, do you know how many, how much salary the Orioles have committed to their roster next year. I'm not talking about arbitration-eligible guys because that's a big number for them. Do you know how many guaranteed dollars they have?
1: It can't be very many millions. I'm going to go with... I'm going to give you a figure. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you... uh, Like, low eight figure? Like, 12?
0: Okay. You overshot the runway. 4.65. Four point six five. It's less than five million dollars. Now they have got a ton of arbitration eligible guys, including guys who are going to make some monumental leaps. Right? Is this is this
1: dead money? Is this dead money that they're doing? Is it like a what's it called? The Chris Davis part of that, or
0: Uh, so? Chris Davis is not part of that. I I I know that they are going to be paying him, but I'm talking about guys that are going to be playing baseball for them.
1: Who is it? Who's who's accounts for that that money? I'm sorry, if you have to go back.
0: No, no, it's James McCann, but he's making 12 5 and the Mets are picking up nine and a half of that. There is a Michael Givens $2 million buyout that is on the books. So those um, two
1: guys?
0: Yes. So that's it. That's it. And Chris Davis is his own category, but once again, I- I'm not going to play that game. Let's play with the guys who are actually still playing baseball, and let's go get somebody. You already missed out on the Sunny like Gray that. opportunity. I don't know if Blake Snell's the answer. Like, I can't stand their ownership. Their ownership drives me nuts, right? I mean, that guy was in the news for all the wrong reasons last year. The way he he handled that outburst with the media at the beginning of the season, and then in the middle of the year with his announcer, and then at the end of the year where he said, well, if we're going to keep all these young guys together while all the fans are basking in their best season in 43 freaking years, he comes out and says, if we're going to keep all these young guys together, we're going to have to raise ticket prices. Like, he just... He has written the book on what not to say at the wrong time. I mean, holy shit. Congratulations on being a best-selling author in that category. So, Orioles, let's go, please. I'd love to talk like about that. you more in positive light. I dig Brandon Hyde, Manager of the Year. I love it. All right, last one. Let's circle back to uh, the guy that we used as a report at the beginning, Andy Martino of SNY. He says that the Yankees have been reluctant to hand out the number 18 to players in recent years as one additional sales pitch to Yamamoto. And why is that? Because 18 is customarily the number given to an ace in Japan. Is this a really, really nice, smart gesture or no big frickin deal?
1: I think it's a smart gesture. I think it is. I think that's a uh, good foresight by the Yankees crew there. I don't know who came up with that, but I think it, it does mean something. Guys want their numbers. And, it, it, you know, unless you have someone like really special coming to your org that needs 18, I would keep it on ice for Yamamoto for sure. If you thought you had a chance, you saw you had the foresight to see he was going to post, he's going to come over here, like this something, some guy that we're going to be interested in, uh, you know, to keep it away. I, who was the guy that asked for it? Somebody, there was, I saw the report. Hmm somebody that doesn't need to ask for a number essentially right. i think kind of you know like hey i wasn't one of those guys either bro so don't get mad at me right. um i think it's a great gesture and it makes sense because you need to be able to you know separate yourself a little bit when you're talking to free agents guys that can go anywhere like you have to have a a better pitch and any little thing can can help you like just the foresight can say now to yamamoto hey we thought about this we've been thinking about you for years we've, this is how bad we want you so i think it was great yeah
0: I guess any little bit that helps. And as we all know, the Japanese culture is different than what we do with baseball here in the States. It is big time different. And if that is something I didn't know that. I mean, it it does make sense based on the number of guys who have worn 18 over here. There have been some good ones that have come over from Japan and worn that number. Um, So if it's that important, why not? At first, I was like, come on, really? But
1: the more you read about the story, the more it makes sense. I'm trying to go to Japan, actually. Olivia wants to go there, maybe for spring break. That's like con- break? it's going to be our next international trip. Is going to be Japan,
0: bro. You better you better plan for more than just spring break. That's not an easy. That's not taking Southwest from Burbank to Vegas. You know?
1: How do you know I'm going to Vegas? I
0: I, I didn't say that. I'm just saying what I'm saying is is that it's a little longer flight. So, just saying. I want to now, now I want to look up how much they're paying Chris Davis still. Let's see here. I'm dying to know how much the Orioles are still paying him.
1: Are you on his page? I can find it.
0: Oh, he's got deferred 15. Oh, it's 2.8 a year, every year till 2037, according to this site.
1: That That's I'm so at. awesome. To 2037.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it's still not that much money. You're talking about less than three million bucks. I get it. He's not playing and he hasn't played for you for years. But come on. Can't allocate a little more money somewhere down the line?
1: No, then. I mean, you're that's insane. They need to be going after every single high end free agent for the next three years.
0: Yeah. Come on, dude. Let's go. All come right. On, um, so next week, programming note. Jolly Olive will be at the winter meetings in Nashville next week. I will be here, but we will be doing shows together every day. And um, we'll miss you, Plu. but take a little time. You'll have plenty to say once everything is settled from Nashville.
1: If and- something crazy goes on, like oh yeah. God, we're going to figure some stuff out. Okay. But if it's just kind of regular stuff and Jolly can do it, everyone loves when Jolly comes on. So I'm not afraid to let him kind of come and. And I'm get am afraid. In here. We're a company.
0: We're a team. We're a team. Yeah. It's like a player who's getting a couple of uh, mental days off. You're I care about myself going. more than
1: anybody. You know that. Come on, Merle. Ah, Just kidding. I'm a good guy. You're a great guy.
0: Have a good, safe trip wherever you're going. I'm not going to mention it. It's not my business, but enjoy your time. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the man who is spanning the globe in his cool sweatshirt, Trevor Plouk, I am Chris Rose. We will see you next week from the winter meetings here on baseball today.